Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the award-winning drive time. Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you. Uh, time now for one of the segments that we won in the news category for the Asia Podcast Awards at Radio Days Asia, taking a look at our weekly wrap-up. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to us, by the way. We are looking at this weekend, or this week, at an overhaul of the classification system for mature and non-mature estates here in Singapore and a new retirement support package for workers born in... 1973 or earlier. Nothing about young seniors. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 1973 and earlier are the young seniors. Uh, I think so too. But when you think about yeah. it, before you turn 40, you start getting information about elder care. Yes. Have I've, you started yeah, getting? I'm, of course, yeah, I'm yeah, already yeah. in my 40s. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it start you start getting those mail by thirty nine yeah, at yeah. age thirty nine. So. It used to be a bit of a birthday joke, right, for any of my <laughs> friends who turned forty, and then jokes on me. But all this, of course, part of the National Day rally speech mm-hmm. was everything that needed to be covered. Covered. Well, let's find out. Uh, Pauline Tay Strawn, professor of sociology at Singapore Management University, is joining us this afternoon. Hello, professor. Hi, thanks for having me. So what's your takeaway, I guess that's the right word to use, during the NDR 2023? First, I think I was laughing at both your rhetoric today. I think that, you know, we really have to relabor elderly and what it means. <laughs> we have given it so much negative text. And it, you know, it's timely because we are going into a super-aged society, right? Mm-hmm. Where one in four will be above 65. So this National Day rally, I think... PM's speech was very significant in highlighting the transformation of the Singapore population profile, Mm -hmm. right? So much of what he announced is uh, what I would see as a preventive policy to ensure that we are ready to receive this super-aged society. Are we ready to receive? I think that ready or not, here it comes, right, Professor? Yes, no choice, right? So, <laughs> now, and, and of course, this is even more significant for a small country like Singapore because mm-hmm. we have nothing but human resource. Mm. So if we're not ready to learn how to use this new human resource that we will be gifted with, then I think that will be the end of Singapore, right? Mm. Um, so a lot of key pillars that he announced in the Majula package, essentially, the message is, Keep working for as long as you can and the government will partner you to ensure that through your CPF, you will have adequate retirement funds, right? That is the primary message. And of course, underlying all this is you must stay healthy and therefore MediSafe, you know, top up is going to be another pillar of the package. So this Majula package, and let's pay attention to the so-called young seniors in particular, because this is what they call the sandwich generation as well, right? That's Uh, right. A group of us, and I can use that term now, are taking care of our parents, taking care of our children, and taking care of ourselves. That's right. And it's a very challenging time for many of these young seniors. Oh, it is. So I think very important then is while we are so busy, you know, just making ends meet and running our everyday life, this announcement, you know, it's work in the background, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't touch the money. It goes straight into your CPF. But it ensures that all of us will have at least the basic minimum requirement. That to me, was the biggest take you know, from his announcement. Whether you are currently employed or not, there will be a bonus top-up right, for those who have not you know, reached that minimum tolerance. So I think it, it helps us to 
prepare at least, you know, financially, right? Because without that financial security, then growing older, living longer becomes scary and a chore, right? Because we worry that we, we can't survive and we, we will be a burden to our loved ones and to each other. It's a tough act to follow, right, as well. Tough act to balance, I, I would say, from a very social point of view. On the mm. one hand, help is needed. It ain't easy, really. We need to recognize this reality. But how yes. do you ensure, and, and I'm sorry for this question, how do you ensure you don't develop a sense of entitlement where people in this age group is concerned? Um, well, I think that by and large, you know, I, we are starting off on a very good base, right? Because generally, most Singaporeans have a sense of pride and we, because we, we buy into an anti-welfareism philosophy, mm, right? Yeah. So therefore, this helps is not a handout okay. because anything that comes through CPF is a co you know is a co partnership. Mm-hmm. You work and the bonus comes, with the exception of the basic minimum. I think that's a fair yeah. one because I always worry about caregivers yeah. who exit yes. and then nobody cares about them, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on and talk about HDB framework that uh, that <laughs> yes. was mentioned as well. Scrapping the mature and non-mature estate framework. Do you think this will uh, this will be a benefit? Um, well, I think that essentially, you know, it's trying to ensure that no one would, you know, take advantage of public housing, right, mm-hmm. to make a quick turnover. So that's a fair thing. If you want to live in a pricier precinct, then you have to hold on to your flat and really live there for at yeah. least 10 years, right? Uh, and if you are willing to go, you know, on the fringe areas, then the tolerance, you know, for holding on, you know, and giving yourself a chance to upgrade, so to speak, is much, you know, lower, right? So you, you have that leeway to have a shorter hold on and then, you know, have a chance to move off. So by and large, it just reminds us that for HDB in Singapore, it should not, you know, be a means it's an important asset for all of us, mm-hmm. but it should not be a means to quick wealth, right, and right. turnovers, because yes. it cannot be. You should be living in your HDB flat. Mm. And this is a problem that was faced from even the 90s, the boom time, where you could take a HDB loan after your third or fourth purchase or something like that. And that, of course, got a lot stricter, especially after the Asian financial crisis. That's right. That's right. So, you know I think for us, right, home ownership, it's what makes Singapore so stable, right? If you have a country where most of us are homeowners Mm. primarily because of HDB, and that does a lot of good for social, political, and economic stability, right? Because you're unlikely to rock the boat if you have a mortgage, you know, that requires you to have a job, you know, and stay, you know, in in, uh, status quo, so Mm. to speak. And as you said, it shouldn't be a means to get rich and uh, yeah. I guess not, not to flip these HDBs yeah. into a business, that's right. That's right. Um, well, a business venture. But for those who are interested in doing that, they can still they still have the avenue to do so in private condos and private homes, right? That's right. So that's, uh, I mean, in a way, you know, what Singapore is trying, you know, to ensure is that the gap between the have and have nots mm-hmm. does not yeah. remain, you know, it does, it's not... It, it doesn't grow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, and most important, of course, is we are very concerned about intergenerational transfers of poverty. Okay. Yeah. All right. An opportunity or a chance to break the cycle for, for some people. I quite like this one. Uh, the introduction of H-Well-SG. That's positive. That's nice. Mm. Uh, Professor, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think we can expect from this uh, particular concept? Um, I think that I like what I see so far. We embrace a very holistic approach 
appreciation of what constitutes well-being, right? So beyond just, you know, having the right biomarkers, uh, we're talking about, you know, building an infrastructure that supports aging in place, that supports, you know, uh, communities where those who may be living alone or with very few family members continue to be socially engaged, right, through the active aging centres. So I think all, and if you take a step back, um, it's a multi-pronged approach to prepare us to receive a super aged society in the most positive way, right? Because, uh, you know, hidden in all this, for example, the announcement that, you know, if you continue working and we encourage you to continue working, you know, here's the CPF top up for you, right? Now, this means that coming for, you know, coming up on the horizon, we have to enter a conversation where we have to look at the meaning of work for mm. those who are, you know, young seniors, old seniors, and the, the group in between, right? <laughs> because it cannot be just extension of retirement age. It cannot be. It has to be a transformation of the meaning of work mm-hmm. and the workplace culture where you can imagine that post-65ers will want to continue to working. Now, the post-65ers 10 years from now are going to be very different from those who came before us because they will have options. Mm-hmm. And if you have options, then if they opt to stay out because they have sufficient, then can you imagine one quarter of Singaporeans will be sitting on the fringe? We can't survive like that, mm. right? And could this continue working be like, you know, not really continue working a nine to five or a five days a week kind of work activity, but continue being a part of the economy in, in your own way? Oh, certainly, certainly. So therefore, you know, blended work, right, so mm. to speak, well, should become, you know, a norm, right, where you have options and, and you can choose to engage as long as you want to, in whatever form that you can, and included in paid work right. should be the concept of volunteerism. Mm, okay. Oh, wow. So encouraging the older generation to be part of the gig economy, I guess, in, yeah. in, 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 in a way. Right. Just be a part of the economy, economy not, yes. not to sit out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very positive, if you ask me. Professor, it's been about a week since uh, the National Day rally. A lot of comments and arguments and analysis have come out. Reflecting on all of this, where we are right now, do you think there were perhaps any topics that were not covered, anything missed out? Mm, well, you know, since, since I look after students, right, yeah. I'm sure the youth must have been thinking, eh, what about us? <laughs> you know, it's, because, been, it's been uh, like that for quite a number of years. Ah, but you see, it is all about the youth too, if you think about it, right? I benefited from the Pioneer Generation announce, uh, package announcement because my mom received one of those, you know, very precious red cards. Now, with that, her health care was taken care of and guaranteed, and it freed me, mm-hmm. the child, to look after myself and my children. This announcement now is telling all those who are 39 and younger that we are preparing to receive, you know, your parents, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that by the time your parents, you know, retire, they should have sufficient to look after their own retirement and it frees you from the burden of financial care. Mm. I think that's a big deal. Okay. So for mm. the youth, think ecosystem. Yes, exactly. Mm. All right. One last thing, uh, Pauline. Mm. Anything that you think uh, should have been addressed at the NDR that wasn't? Um, I think that, of course, underlying all our concerns, right, for those of us who have been watching, you know, Singapore progress, we always worry about the widening, you know, um, inequality Mm -hmm. gap, right? You know, because, because, you know, particularly post-COVID, 
right? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of changes and we worry about those who fell through the gaps and we don't even know that there's a gap, right? Um, so I think that this, you know, I mean, National Day Rally starts us thinking about an agenda, right? And the bigger picture here is we are going to build an inclusive Singapore. And therefore, you know, that the group that he has, high, part Prime Minister has highlighted on are those who are older adults and the near old, right? Mm-hmm. And how to prepare them. But I think that that should get us thinking about what about the rest, right? Okay. Who may have slipped off along the edges, you know, and, and now how do we bring everybody back so that everyone, you know, can look forward, right, to the next 5, 10, 15 years of nation building. All right, we've been uh, speaking with Pauline Tae-Strawn, who is Professor of Sociology, Practice, Singapore Management University. Professor, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Bye now. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.